Thanks for joining us. We're the Satellite Sisters, and we're happy to be here today. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California, and uh, it's just me and the dog today. She's, she's, I'm in my closet, and she's asleep in the shower. So we're staying very close these days. Very close. Jewel, what's happening with you there? Hi, uh, this is Julie Dolan. I'm the oldest sister. I'm in Dallas, Texas, in my closet, where I have been for years. Can I yeah. say that? For years, I've been here. Yeah, but uh, I'm doing I'm doing well. Yeah, Liz, what about you? I'm here in Santa Monica, California. I'm in the um, uh, the second bedroom here, and uh, Hooper is asleep on the the bed behind me. But uh, but so far so good. I'm I'm glad to be connected with you guys this morning. You know, sisters, it's funny. Uh, I was just an observation because I know you have, I have, everybody is Zooming, Skyping full time now during this stay at home period. Why is it that we, the Satellite Sisters, <laughs> don't ever Skype or Zoom with each other? <laughs> Do you notice that? I notice that. It's like, hey, I'm Skyping and Zooming with all kinds of people. I'm going to office, I'm using GoToMeeting, but you two that I work with all the time, we never do it. We don't even turn. No. We could like today we're on Skype. We could turn our videos on and see yeah. each other, but we, but we don't do that. What does that mean? What does yeah. that mean? I don't it's know. Good. Yeah. I don't know, Joe. Yeah. We just literally <laughs> never have or, and it has not occurred to us to reach out to the Dolan family at large and do a family. <laughs> no, we haven't. We can well, everybody's staying connected. I mean, we've reached out to brothers and sisters. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I don't know. I have a theory that, you know, when you're in a big family, you know, the subsets are also important. You can't be all eight all the time, right? So I think, yeah, I think on our own, we have each checked in with other, you know, sisters and brothers. And we're going to hear a little bit about that today. But it is funny that we've never looked at each other. That no, I'm just, because we could right now just turn our cameras on. Exactly, and Liz. And in 20 years of doing Satellite Sisters, we have never done that. I'm, okay, here's a theory. Maybe it's because you used to not be able to do it. And, right. you know, well before, because we started well before Skype. And so maybe just because we got so used to not seeing each other, we're totally cool with not seeing each other. Yeah. Okay. And we also look bad because we, <laughs> we had a lot of weird recording times, right? Yes, I would yes. record at 4 a.m. Julie, you were there at 10 p.m. in yeah. Bangkok. Like We just had some nutty recording times. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we've managed just fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. so, I think we're, right, well, keep I, it up. Keep it up. I think we're ready. I think we're readier than most people. But I, I have noticed some behavioral changes just in myself. And the first is my sort of the morning slowly gaining consciousness series of questions and thoughts that I have, you know, that I think because I've spent so many years working in a job that, you know, started early in the morning and also required a lot of travel, that my mind just still sort of clicks through some basic questions as I'm gaining consciousness. The first one is always, where am I? Right. I've just yeah. like, I always my first thought in the morning, where am I? And so now of course I'm home every morning. And, uh, so that kind of makes me happy. So that first thought makes me happy. And then second thought is always what day of the week is it? And, uh, of course that doesn't matter anymore. So that's neither happy nor sad. And then my third question that I still am just trained to ask myself is, 
do I have to go anywhere right now? Like, do I have to get on a plane and go anywhere? And so, <laughs> and of course the answer is no. And so I feel great about that. And then I remember, then the fourth thought is, oh, wait, of course I don't have to go anywhere. And then I feel sad about that. Right. So that, Right. That's sort of the emotional co- roller coaster. I'm home. Yay. What day of the week is it? It doesn't matter anymore. Do I have to go anywhere? No, but mm, there's a reason why. So that's just a lot to go through before you've even fully gained consciousness. And then, of course, Hooper, Hooper starts licking my face and then the day truly begins. Um, a couple of other observations I've made about my own behavior is that I think for me, this uh, period is the end of multitasking because I'm trying to make everything take longer. So the idea that you would want to be doing two things at the same time, no, no. Do spread one, it out, Liz. Yeah. Spread it out, Joel. Exactly. Like the other night I was watching TV and reading my favorite publication, uh, the Crate and Barrel Catalog, and I realized, why am I doing this at the same time? I should, and I put the Crate and Barrel catalog down. I thought, I should make special time in my day. Crate and Barrel, the spring table, light, bright, and ready for some fun. I should really dig into that without the, you know, without also watching TV. So uh, no, more, um, no more multitasking in my life. Like I noted in my own uh, Facebook feed that I really wish taking that census had taken longer. I know. Because I, I set aside like an entire morning for that. I had the envelope. I was so excited. I opened it up. I was like, well, this is going to kill two or three hours. Because I remember yeah. once when we were kids, I remember once our household got one of the super long forms. That was everything like how many bathrooms do you have? To And because there were 10 people living in our house, it was like very exciting and fun <laughs> to answer that question. And now it's like just me, myself, and I, and a census form that took, it said it was going to take no more than 10 minutes. It took me no more than five minutes. So that was super, that was super disappointing. And then I am also working on trying to stay up later because I find if I, if I go to bed, uh, I've been going to bed early for the first couple of weeks of the quarantine because you got nothing else to do, but then you wake up super early and I think I might have to shift to trying to just you know, stay up much later. So I sleep a little later. Anyway, I'm working, I'm working on that. But these are, these are a lot of just small behavioral changes (laughs) that are starting. Interesting to see when we get through this, whether any of these stay in place, you know? Yeah. 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 Whether this mind newfound mindfulness that you have, for example, (laughs) uh, whether you'll still embrace it. This week on Satellite Sisters, we're going to be checking in with each other, seeing how we're doing. We also have reports from Monica and Sheila, so that's exciting. Of course, we have a review of Cooking with Liz, the breakout hit of the season over there in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. I have some advice from couple, four couples, uh, not from me, but from experts. Julie has a report from uh, Nana Academy. We're looking forward to that. And, And some props for the queen. Some, some props for the queen. That's this week on Satellite Sisters. Liz? Oh, but I do, I do have one question for both of you. The I have a dog walking question because I know all three of us have dogs. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be a very split decision in my neighborhood about the dog protocol. Are you guys allowing your dogs to play with other dogs? Or are you keeping your dogs 
away from other dogs because obviously the people have to stay away from each other. But I had read that dogs can't get the virus. So I was assuming it was okay for the dogs to do their usual sniffing and playing. But where are you two on this? No, no, stay away. Like <laughs> that tiger in the Bronx Zoo got the right. coronavirus. Oh my God. I yeah. read that. So we have, yeah. I know. So uh, I'm like, no, no, no interaction whatsoever. And, and Oliver is overly enthusiastic when he uh, was with other dogs anyways. But no, I really just try to stay away from everyone. Yeah. Well, that's so disappointing. Yeah. Leon, same. No, Steffi doesn't play. You know, she's the German Shepherds. German Shepherds don't really frolic. I mean, okay. they do You're a little right. sniffing and then they, they're snobs. They do a little sniffing and then they move on. They're just not that. So we're staying away. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't want to interact. Okay. This is what one of the things I'm finding is that my interactions have completely changed. Like, even if it's okay to be in places and I'm six feet apart, I am really struggling to be kind and friendly. Like, I don't even want to speak, which I know is not part of the protocol. <laughs> but like, the I other know. day I went, I went to pick up a whole bunch of plants at Armstrong. Our garden shop is doing curbside delivery, a lot of gardening happening. It's, it's very safe, no contact. You order online. They packed up the tomato and basil and fertilizer. But I saw my friend Alita there, and she's like, hey, Leanne. And I was like, I can't speak. I can't speak. I just was not <laughs> friendly. Yeah. And I know Alita yeah. listens to the podcast, so I am sorry, Alita. I don't know what's wrong with me. But I just, it's like the grocery store. I don't even want to make eye contact with right. people. It's, so it's really on or off. Yeah. I yeah. Know it's hard to find the right. I, I understand mm -hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm struggling with that. Like, I just can't, I can't mix it up. It's and it's off for me, especially this week. One of the things that really sunk in over the last few weeks is one of my friends has the virus and she is really sick. So oh, even really? though she has been to the hospital, like two weeks flat out super sick and at one point she said it feels like a minivan is parked on my body and uh and that has really completely changed my behavior like she found out about 10 days ago it was obvious about 10 12 days ago and she lives alone you worry about that i've been in contact it just i was like i do not want to get sick because there's yeah a lot of information out there about mild this and that, but this is the first person I know that really has it and feels terrible. And it's been two solid weeks. So I made a lot of decisions based on that because I don't want to get this. Even I, I just don't want to get this. So right, I'm really right. not to get it. Like that's my goal. Don't get mm -hmm. it and certainly don't spread it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then the third thing this weekend I really noticed is that I miss my sons, which surprised me. Yeah. <laughs> It, it surprised you? <laughs> you know, I mean, my husband and I have enjoyed this empty nest thing. I love that my sons are out there living their lives. Like, yeah, I it's love great. That, it's, a, it's, know, a good, we, it's a good we, feeling. Yeah, we connect a couple of times. I can go a whole week. Like, I, I have used the barometer, let them text me unless, you know, it's been a week or 10 days and then I'll check in with them. But I don't have a situation where I contact them every day. Uh, you know, but I'll there's enough it's, I like them but one lives in Washington state and one lives two miles from me and I really missed them this weekend you know Colin is a senior in college and he skipped coming home for spring break he was supposed to bring friends home that seemed like a bad idea at the time driving down from Washington state to California so he's sheltering in place up there and he's doing a good job at one point I texted him like after all those 
uh, photos appeared with of, like 20 somethings in bars in Brooklyn, like the first mm-hmm. weekend. Mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, you're not going out, are you? And his response was, No, mom, I'm not a moron. So, <laughs> okay, well, that's reassuring. That's good. That's a good parenting blur. Not a moron. <laughs> That's it. That's my the highest compliment I've ever got. You have succeeded. Good parenting. (laughs) Yes. But this weekend, it really struck me that I missed them. Like I missed physically seeing them and things like that. I just I missed that. So, uh, again, staying at home, trying to stay healthy, safe, protect the people around me. I understand it's all necessary, but it it was a little disorienting this weekend for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, just keep waving at people. That's what you can do. So, yeah. uh, that's 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 important. Well, you know, I'm here at Nana Nana Academy, so I I do have students. Uh, I it's part of my pod are my grandchildren, but I have to start. But really, a shout out to all parents, caregivers, grands, aunts and uncles, anyone that has taken up the challenge of homeschooling. Good for you. You know, I I mean. I am also very mindful this week as, you know, as this, we really settle into this and you hear, you know, schools all over the country, you know, announcing they're not going to reopen at all this spring, that there are many children that have very limited or no access to online resources. And we can't forget about them, that this is a challenge that we are going to have to address is when we come through this. So no complaints from Nana Camp ever again, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I know that, you know, we, you know, that we are better off than most in terms of this. But with all that said, uh, my challenge this, this week in Nana Camp is PE. Okay. Now let me explain <laughs> my grand PE. Okay. Now let me explain. My grandson goes to a parochial school in Dallas, Texas. Okay. The PE teacher at this parochial school is the football coach. Now, Leon, this football coach, uh, I, I have never really met him, but I've seen him in the carpool. You know, he, sometimes he's working the carpool lines. I know who he is. He's straight out of central casting, Leon. He could have been one of the opposing coaches in Coach Kyle Chandler's Friday Night Lights. Okay? <laughs> he is old school football coach. Okay? And he believes that everybody should play football all the time. So... Coach has not really done a lot of online learning in the past, but he put all of his stuff online this week and my head was going to explode. Okay. Because it was skill building. Coach really believes that we got to build some skills. Okay. And it's very detailed (laughs) PE class with drills, with sprints, with ball handling. Okay. For the kindergartners. For kindergartners. Okay. And that, okay, that is one thing. Okay. Like, I believe in being active. I thought, I, you know, but the other thing about coach is he has a lot of paperwork and a lot of prayer. Also involved is part of the online learning, meaning that you need a clipboard because you have to, like, check off all these skills as the <laughs> kindergartner is doing it. And then also, you have to start every PE class with the prayer to St. Gregory. Now, okay, you know I'm a lifelong Catholic. We grew up Catholic. Okay, I don't know what that prayer is. Okay, Yeah, I, what is no, that? I don't know. I, I mean, Leon, of course I could look it up, but that was it. That was it. That, like, put me over the edge. I just said, okay, I, to use a sports analogy, I'm punting, punting on PE. Okay, I turned that back to the parents. I said, I can't keep up with coach. I just can't do it. <laughs> do you think the prayer is be aggressive be aggressive do you think that's the prayer i, I it's like beat state 
I think that's the <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but please, if you know the prayer to St. Gregory, let me know, because every PE class is supposed to start with that. But that is, is no longer my department. But, you know, we, the other thing we were talk, just talking about is checking in with our brothers and sisters. And I have a report on Monica, our sister Monica, who many of you know, longtime listeners to Satellite Sisters. Uh, you know, we, you know we ha- there are two other sisters that aren't doing the podcast as regularly as Liz, Leon, and I do. One is Monica, our sister Monica, who lives in Portland, Oregon. She's a nurse that works in research. She does large studies on stroke victims. She's at the Oregon Health and Science, Oregon Health and Science University. And she is still going into the hospital system one to two days a week to meet with patients. Uh, but I talked to Monica and, uh, you know, she's very concerned. She's having, has good protocol, but Liz, she likes the simplicity of staying at home. Okay. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Okay. She said, see- you know, she said it takes away a lot of decision-making just as you were saying, you know, how everything's pretty simple. Monica's yeah, yeah. enjoying that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> she's embracing like the lack of stress associated with having to make a lot of decisions about what to do every day. Okay. okay. But for her, the big issue is ha- hand sanitizer that at OHSU, they had installed large, as she described them, dispensers, 10 large dispensers on her hall with hand sanitizers, but they're now all empty. So this past weekend, she was really on the search for hand sanitizer, couldn't find any, but got word that a distillery uh, now that used to be making liquor was making hand sanitizer. Mm. So Monica went to this distillery and she picked some up for herself, some for her neighbor, who's also terrified and didn't have any hand sanitizer, and some for her coworkers, which is pretty nice. But, but Monica said, the only problem with the hand sanitizer is you have boozy hands, not jazzy <laughs> hands. She described them as boozy hands. She said, you, she smells like tequila sunrises. You can decide, it's either like a Singapore sling or a tequila sunrise. There is just this definite like <laughs> scent of booze associated with it so she's hoping it's working but um yeah. she's okay. just trying to stay safe trying to do her job and keep every, you know people in her community safe okay good report well, from monica yeah. And I had a check-in with our sister, Sheila. Long phone call on Saturday. We had been texting, but hadn't actually spoken in a while. I guess we could have Zoomed, but we chose not to. But um, <laughs> So Sheila's the teacher. She runs a tutoring company now. And so she's actually been very busy because she is Zooming in five, six hours a day with her students all over the place who are trying to homeschool. So the parents are using Sheila as a little homeschool relief. So she's exhausted. I mean, those Zoom meetings are hard. And so imagine trying to like wrestle an eight-year-old into doing math via Zoom. It's tough. So Sheila said she is, uh, she's exhausted. Her big purchase is going to be 
um, she's going to get a microphone for the computer. I was like, don't you have one? We did do a podcast for like 10 years. <laughs> I, that explains a lot that she never had a mic there. Anywho. So I think she used but, to do the show in her car or something. Yeah, like into her phone. Right. It's all coming back to me. How she couldn't really ever Skype in. Annabelle Needle. She'd keep changing her name. Remember? And she, she would always say she had limited connectivity. That was Sheila's excuse. <laughs> so it is ironic that she's now working five or six hours a day. This is her entire job. But um, but she is a lifelong germaphobe. So mm. this for her, I mean, she is sheltering in place. She is not leaving her apartment. She is getting her groceries delivered. She is not interacting with another human being. She said she she has to do the laundry in the offsite at the laundry building at her complex. But other than that, she is staying put. She's driving through to get a cappuccino in the daytime. And so she's thinking about purchasing a cappuccino maker so she doesn't have to actually interact with the coffee people either. But that's it. So, but I said, what, what happens? Like, why, why no grocery store? And she said, of course, that she had an incident at the local <laughs> Crystal Farms. And I can see, you know, she has been gloving up and masking up for like several weeks now, even before mm. it was recommended. And so she was in gloves and mask at her local grocery store. And this guy, like, she sort of turned away from him as he came at her. She was protecting herself and turned away. And he started, he confronted her like, what are you afraid of me? Are you afraid of me? Oh, like, that is not acceptable. Uh, yeah, that's not. So you cannot, not you cannot take any of this personally. No, I mean, yeah. And most of the incidents involving Sheila, it's usually Sheila has she per perpetuated, or I she's. But th point. that is clearly wrong. I mean, that <laughs> yeah. that she, Sheila yeah. was in the right. I defend Sheila on this one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Be aggressive. Be aggressive, buddy. I mean, that. Come on, that's uncalled for. So after that, she just started ordering online. She said from grocery stores I've never even heard of, but they're they're the only ones that deliver here. So she's doing okay. She's staying safe. She's working hard, and she is staying inside. So that's the Sheila update. Okay, good for uh, her. All right, I think we have time here. I have three small media beefs. I'm I'm trying not to have any complaining. Like like Julie, I'm glad to be in a safe place. I'm glad that we are able to do this show. I'm glad I'm able to carry on with my writing. And things are very good. I have no complaints. But I have a couple couple small media beefs. I just like to get off my chest. Okay. Um, public service. So just it's exciting that people are cooking at home. I am glad so many of you have learned to make bread. That's fantastic. And and soup. Good. It's great. If you're going to post photos, though, of your food, just try a little harder to make the food look delicious. Okay? There's a just a little lighting. You know, if you have an iPhone 11, 11, use the portrait setting. Like, just people are posting things that we're supposed to be excited, but that tofu scramble it does not look delicious. That's all. <laughs> it's okay. not good. Mm -hmm. So just a touch of, just a touch of effort okay. on the food photos. Okay. 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 Very, very, very high standards. That, that's yeah. really part of the community spirit, Leanne. Good work. Yeah. <laughs> this is why okay. Leanne is, is our producer. She has the highest standards on the team. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, I was out driving. We, we went to one restaurant this weekend to get takeout. I've been to one restaurant all week. So we got takeout. And so I happened to hear uh, Terry Gross and now the beloved, venerable public radio broadcaster, Terry Gross. Okay. 
Terry Gross was broadcasting from home via Skype. You would have thought she was broadcasting like from a war zone. She made such a giant deal of this. And Terry Gross, you just got to get over yourself, man. Yeah. At one one point she said, oh, we're working on Skype. I don't know if this is going to work. I I hope it works. And I'm like, well, your show is edited. So if it doesn't work, you can just hang up, reconnect and do your show. I mean, (laughs) Terry Gross, come on. Okay. okay, everyone is working remotely now. You don't get extra credit for it. People have been doing it forever. I'm just saying, Terry Gross, you, you're going to be fine. It's going to work. You can do it. I believe in you. And then <laughs> so the third category, I enjoy these media people broadcasting from their homes. I mean, this is great. I love seeing where morning news people live and evening people <laughs> live. I'm worried about Chris Cuomo in that basement, but I oh, like seeing I his finished basement. He's in the heart of darkness there. I don't know what's <laughs> happening to him down there. I mean, Whoa. I can't the wait whole... till Tom Hanks plays him in the movie. But uh, <laughs> but what I'm discovering is because they don't have their, these anchors, these news people don't have people with them. They don't have producers standing there. People aren't feeding them notes. They're literally alone. I mean, they have an earpiece, but you can really tell who knows their stuff and who doesn't. Oh, That's all I'm saying. Or Liam can tell. <laughs> I can tell. Who actually is thinking and knows what they're doing and who's just waiting for the producer to hand them a note about what they should say next. <laughs> so just some notes. That's just, a good run. That's a good running list to keep that we can we can review when this is all over. Yeah. I mean, who, you know, who, who really showed their stuff? Yeah. But uh, and then I would just like to say the local news is doing a great job. You know why? Because they can't do any of those stupid segments anymore about food drives and parking lots. So they're actually, you know. Because they're yeah. not, they're correspondents. They're not in Los Angeles. If it was raining, they would be standing out on the middle of the street oh, gosh, getting rain yeah. saying, look, it's raining, you know. But now they're actually doing like hard news and interviews with local health, county health officials and doctors and mental health experts. So way to go. Local news team, ABC News in the morning, Leslie Sykes and Brianna Hitt. You're doing a fine job. So thank you. Okay. Uh, all right, and then nothing but love for the cast of Hamilton, but we're going to talk to talk about that later. I right know. Yeah. Talk about. Oh that my God. Later. Okay. People just keep posting that, and we just keep loving it and <laughs> watching it. You're <laughs> right, Liam. Nothing but love. All right. Uh, we have a lot coming up. Julie's going to review the Queen's address. I mean, that was astonishing. Liz, you have a, a story to make you rethink that co-housing you thought was a great idea three months ago. And then I have a, a preview of relationship advice. <laughs> so from actual experts, not from us. Uh, so we're going to be doing that. And we have entertaining sisters. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor for this week's podcast. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here. And we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm-hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz, my hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Lynn, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. 
from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So, pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Sorry, did, didn't mean to interrupt. I know, well, you, you, know, to you, know I, you know who I want to thank. I want to thank Queen Elizabeth. I want to thank you, really, from the bottom of my heart for that five-minute speech that really lifted our spirits. Now, I know... Queen Elizabeth was talking to her subjects. She really wasn't talking to us, you know, Uh, Mm. but that's that whole royalty thing, which I'm not going to get into, but it was just so beautifully said. I mean, when she said we should take comfort that while we may not have still more to endure, better days will return. I thought that was beautiful. And then when she said we will succeed, Mm. I, I, you know, that was the first time we had heard anything optimistic, really, like that from a leader that I just, I thought it was absolutely beautiful. I thought that would make a great t-shirt, Liz. We will succeed, Satellite Sisters, you don't think? Okay. Oh, I like uh, it. Okay. Think about that. Now, this was the fifth, the, only the fifth time in her entire reign that she has addressed her subjects, you know, uh, we're not really her subjects, but you know, in her reign, she looked so beautiful. Didn't she look beautiful in that? I mean, I she mean, she, she was in that green dress, which, uh, you know, they, uh, I did some research on that. They said that it, they, you know, her wardrobe is decided months in advance. So, uh, they weren't commenting specifically on it, but obviously it, it, you know, a green dress, it, you know, it suggests spring and growth and renewal and a fresh start. I thought it looked just absolutely beautiful and it was such an encouraging co- color. Mm-hmm. The pearls were for comfort, that that mm-hmm. was very deliberate, that she put those on for something that she always wears and that people would recognize it. And that beautiful turquoise brooch that she was wearing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was actually from uh, the jewelry collection of Queen Mary, and that brooch uh, signifies love and protection. And oh. that Queen Mary gave it to Elizabeth. It is to be worn to enhance the power of your leadership. Is when she was supposed to wear that. Wow! Ooh, it's it's magic. Magic. I know. I know. That's really lovely. She did. <laughs> Ma- she magic. <laughs> They have magic powers too. Oh, yes. Cool. It's your royalty. 
<laughs> she had a single cameraman uh, who was ap- apparently in PPE. But yeah. I, I just, but and I'm not criticizing. I just, but someone did her hair and makeup. I mean, I Prince Philip. Yeah. Think he did that? I don't know. No. Do you think she could do Let's her own not. hair? No, no. <sighs> but uh, I mean, she probably has her own people in her pod that she's, um, you know, yeah. uh, quarantine, quarantining in place with. But I thought it was beautiful. I felt like I was watching an episode of The Crown. It was yeah. just the the amount of detail. The, the just the vision of it, just how beautiful she looked. They had taken all the other family photographs out of that room. So you were just really focused on her, the green dress, the brooch. It was all happening right there. Yeah. You know, Julie, because I've seen so many episodes of The Crown and the movie The Queen and all of that, there was something that seemed semi-fictional to me about the whole thing. You know, <laughs> it seemed like it could have been just an episode of yeah. a TV show, you know, yeah. or or a very dramatic scene in a movie. But I liked it. I did feel reassured by it. But it just was very unreal to me and semi-fictional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I like we the will fact succeed. that... Yeah, I like the fact that the Queen, the Pope, and Andrew Cuomo have emerged uh, as like this triumvirate of Pope in the Western world. It's an interesting combination of people. These are not the people you would have picked at the beginning no. of 2020? No. 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 <laughs> to, to lead us out of the darkness? No. But she, but, I mean, she's 95. She's doing yeah. just, just amazing. It was beautiful. It was heartfelt. It was uh, short and snappy, as you say, Leanne, you know, yeah. and she she just got it done. So uh, so hats off to her or okay, bow well, down. Yeah. Well, spe- <laughs> speaking of things that have dramatically changed since the beginning of the year, I was thinking about this whole co-housing trend. You know, we talked about it in January. There are a bunch of these uh, units that have popped up here in L.A. where I live, but all over the country where they're kind of... Um, you know, big apartment buildings that now have pods in them and people share uh, all the common spaces and they're cheaper places for younger people to live, mainly sort of targeted at millennials living in a big city who can't afford uh, the expensive rents. And you thought, okay, well, that seems like a good way to go. Uh, But then you think, whoa, wait a minute. It means like right now, if you were living in one of those, you could be living like with a pod of people, as you say, Julie, that is like 17 pretty much strangers, right? Oh, and so wow. so that that was the headline in an LA Times story yesterday. The headline was she moved in with 17 roommates for the company and to save money. Then came coronavirus. So I was thinking, like, there's company and then there's <laughs> there's company, you know, yeah. to like and this this young woman in the story, it was really interesting. She was saying, well, you know, at least I'm not living alone in a studio apartment somewhere. And I was like, really? Hmm. You know, I, this whole, the whole thing with this virus is it's math. Like, and the bigger, yeah, you know, the yeah. bigger your circle of interaction, the greater the risk. So that's yes. terrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so there are, there are a lot of the, they quoted a lot of the people around town who own these buildings. And this one guy said that a lot of his tenants have been particularly hard hit because they've lost their jobs at bars and restaurants. Um, the ones that have gone to just take out or delivery. And so he's all the tenants have financial problems and then they're in this shared space and trying to stay healthy. So one kid in the story said, if you're 22 years old and just lost your job bartending at Wood and Vine, going back home 
to your parents' house in Michigan right now is pretty attractive. Um, <laughs> you know, so, but that, and it's, it's so, it's not, I mean, think of it as like a whole business. If you're running one of these businesses, you thought this was a super great idea and you had anticipated all of the bad things that could happen, the sort of risks to your business, but chances are you never anticipated this. And then if you're one of the people that moved in and you thought, oh, this is a good way to meet a lot of people and never be alone and, you know, sort of have some fun people my age and we're all together and now you might be rethinking that. So I don't know, living with strangers versus living with loved ones versus living alone. These are moral dilemmas we have now that we never really had before. <laughs> Liz, it's just because so you true. like living alone. You're 100% totally fine with your living alone situation. I, I am. I am. Though, though I got to say this Saturday, this past Saturday, that's that it was very, very hard for me. There was something yeah. about the going outside and the seeing people in masks and, and wearing a mask, that was a dramatic turn for me emotionally. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, 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 had been, I had been super okay up until that point. Uh, yeah. But now, now less so anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, but you're right. A lot of people live with people and I can't imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Liz, here you go. I have I have gone out and gathered information, gathered advice from actual experts on how to get through this quarantine if you're part of a couple. And now I understand there are some really bad situations out there. I my heart goes out to women and children who are in bad situations, and I hope they are able to find a hotline to call or nine one one to call if they need to, because that has been dramatic. So this, this advice is just for people who are. In a normal, in a relationship that seemed okay at the beginning of the quarantine. So I surveyed a bunch of different sites and it was, it was uh, sparked by an article in the New York Times where I saw a quote from Dr. Lucy Acheson. She's a London-based psychologist and that she said, it's like putting all of our issues into a frying pan and really heating them up. <laughs> so, oh. Yeah. And then listen to this. This sounds very British. Something like this also makes you realize how short life is so if you're in a bad relationship you're going to leave when you can because you're going to realize life's too short to suffer like this <laughs> wow thanks lucy that's cherry uh, advice feeling feeling better already that's good okay but that, that's okay julie because relax i went over to talkspace right that's the you know the the therapy app and they had some good advice from a therapist and over at talkspace julie it was all about reframing OK, if you're one of those okay. couples that lives okay. together and, and doesn't see each other a lot uh, due to conflicting schedules or social lives, this, Julie, is a time to reconnect. You're not trapped at home, Julie. You're reconnecting at home. OK, okay. so okay. Here, here's here's some of the things that the folks at Talkspace want you to do uh, right from a therapist. First of all, play games together. Oh, yeah. Play games. Have you been Take, doing that, Julie? Have you been playing out the Monopoly game? Just playing some. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I actually, my friend Danielle brought over a puzzle this week. She dropped it on my front porch. It was very thoughtful. So I, we cracked open the puzzle on Sunday night. And um, here's what happened. First of all, apparently I was never good at puzzles. I didn't even remember how to put a puzzle together. Like I, didn't I don't think know there were puzzles left in our house by the time you were born, Leanne. <laughs> Certainly they were all missing pieces by, by the time you showed up. 
<laughs> and then my husband, of course, the first thing he says is, well, you know, I was the puzzle champion of third, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade at my elementary oh, school. Oh, I was like, this is, this is setting up to be a fun night. So, uh, but we did it. We played a game together. All right. Mm-hmm. How about this? Julie, have you and Trem have been spending extra time learning new things about each other? <laughs> no. No, Liam. Yeah. <laughs> what what new I'm sorry, you've been married more than I, I 40, we've been 40 married years. Forever, Land. Forever. What, <laughs> what new things could there possibly be? Again, this is not my area of expertise, but really new? I don't know. Okay. That's okay. a good one, Land. All right. Here's something that will take five minutes. Uh make lists of things you've been wanting to do together. Circle the ones you can do at home. <laughs> I guess the circling. The circling is the thing that really makes it special. And then here's another thing. Here's another thing that takes five, ten minutes. Have sex and relearn each other's bodies. Okay. All right. Great. There's nothing wrong with that. Circle it. Okay. Julie, I know you've been doing this. I've been doing this, too. As a couple, we've been thriving, reframing. We're not trapped. We're redecorating. We're cleaning. And we're making our homes look amazing, right? You said you were cleaning this weekend. You were cleaning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Over at Budgie's Budget Savvy Bride. That's a that's a place I go all the time, as you can imagine. Um, I just saw this headline, and I, I I had to read it a couple of times. It said, "Let oxytocin do its thing," and of course, I read it as oxycondone, and I was like, "Oh, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense." But no. They're talking about the oxytocin. That's emotional intimacy, cuddling, and sex. Okay, that's a good idea. And then I think the winner idea came from Psychology Today. All right. So, so this is their that's advice. A, to that's co- a legitimate magazine, Liam. Yeah, totally okay. legit. And I uh, think when I'm you sorry. hear the solution, you're going to realize it's super legit. Okay. So this is what they said. Don't feel obligated to interact more just because you're both at home. <laughs> 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 All right. Continue and perhaps expand your solo activities. Maybe do what you wish you had more time for during pre-coronavirus. Okay. Oh. All right. Liz, what would that be? <laughs> here comes Liz. Here's the oh. big finish. Uh, okay. This particular psychologist decided to take up pickleball. Okay. <laughs> so. While tennis is learned playing with two or four people, you can learn to play pickleball solo. First by watching the myriad of YouTube videos and then by practicing hitting against the wall. So what we've always known here at the Satellite Sisters community is pickleball is the answer to everything. It is the answer to stay fit. It's the answer to making friends in midlife. It's the answer on how to connect with you move to a new town. And now we know pickleball is the answer to keeping couples happy. So there you go, Liz. And also, it's just a funny word to say. So it's a it's a good it's a good word to use in any podcast for any reason. Pickleball. We will so succeed go. with pickleball, no doubt. <laughs> well, you know, okay, there there is a lot of free advice being given out. That is, there's, there's some good ones in there. But I was I was listening this weekend to a new podcast that came out called "Staying In" with Emily V. Emily V. Gordon and Camille Nanjani, and they were like all over the place doing publicity for this podcast. So I thought, oh brother, just what we need is more celebrities doing a uh, doing a podcast. And eh, not interested, but I do love them, and I loved the movie that they did together. Did you guys see The Big Sick? Do you remember love, that? Yes, 
Yes. Yes. We recommended it here at yes. Like Sisters. Yep. Yes. Well, that is the semi-autobiographical film that that is about her illness, which left her immunocompromised. And so in this podcast, which is really good, I've listened to the first three episodes, she talks about the fact that as a result of her illness, she they've had to kind of, you know, quarantine themselves many times over the last 13 years where she'll just go into a phase where they have to like shut it all down and be alone together. So they actually have a lot of experience doing this as a couple. Plus here's the thing I didn't know about her before she was a writer. She was a uh, couples and family therapist. So she actually has some super good advice, but because it's advice about within their own marriage, you know, they talk pretty frankly about their own fears and their marriage and how he's always trying to protect her because when you're married to someone with a very serious disease, you feel like part of your job in the marriage is to make sure that she always stays healthy, healthy, but they're also very funny. So they're charming. I think a lot of her advice is especially is actually useful. Again, I'm not in a couple, so you can, you can be your own judges. I will give a language alert. They're talking very frankly and the way, the way they normally talk. So if you're sensitive about language, uh, this may not be your thing. Um, but they're going to keep recording this until they said until everyone's allowed to go outside again. They have no aspirations to season two. And all the money from this is going to charities to support people who are, say, unemployed because of the virus or have um, or work in the food service industry or all of that. So anyway, it's super thoughtful. And actually, the word I would use for me anyway would be delightful. I found it delightful and useful oh. so okay. so I, so I what's the name of the show Liz the name of the show is staying in with Emily and Kumail and okay. so it's in all of the podcast apps you'll see now it's like of course in the top 10 of all podcasts but staying in is the uh, and you know they used to do a podcast back in the day they did a podcast together called the indoor kids which was they're both very serious gamers so this started out as a like a gaming a podcast, the indoor kids. And as Camille says in this new podcast, he said, of course, we got out right when podcasting got lucrative. So they were. <laughs> so, okay. So I give them props for being, you know, old school podcasters who are now back in the game. But I, I really, really enjoyed it a lot. So there, okay, I have okay. a link. I have a link to it in the show notes if you want to give it a listen. All Thanks, right. Liz. Staying in with Emily and Kamal. Great. Yep. Yep. All right. We we have a little break now. We're going to do a couple of updates from the Satellite Sisters universe. Liz, you know, we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there. A gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, I you like did. to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. 
Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? Yeah. And that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. First, I, I'm excited to announce that I have signed book plates available for the Sweeney Sisters. So my new book comes out in three weeks, but you can get a signed book plate mailed directly to you uh, up in, now or up until May 31st. There is a Google Doc form that you're going to fill out, and I posted it everywhere on social media. We'll also have a link at SatelliteSisters.com. You can just, it goes to the publisher, not to me, just so you know, and then they're going to send me the book plates, and they're going to send me the list of names. I can personalize it for you. I can personalize it as a gift, and then they're going to mail you the book plate. So that's how this all works, which is pretty exciting, and I would that love to. Nice. That's very cool. Yeah. I would love to send out as many of these as we possibly could. So you're going to want to go to the Satellite Sisters Facebook page, the group, my author page. I'll put it on Instagram. We'll have it at SatelliteSisters.com. There are plenty of places to find the Google Doc. But that's mm -hmm. it. Book plates for the Sweeney Sisters. I'm starting now. And these will be available till May 31st. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I put a link to that in the show notes too. So right here, if you just swipe the cover art in whatever app you're listening to, you'll, you'll see a link there. So, well, as long as we're talking about our social media, we do want to welcome a lot of new members to the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. It is very Yay. exciting that people want to be together as we've always said from the very beginning of Satellite Sisters 20 years ago, uh, the most important sense we have is the sense of connection. So thank you all for joining us. It feels like a lot of listeners who held out for a long time are finally joining the group now. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're happy to have you. There's a lot of fun going on. Yeah. yeah. And so the group is really designed for people who listen to the podcast because we know you kind of know the rules about what this community is and how we interact with each other. So there are also people who are inviting their friends. So we encourage you, if you want to invite your friends to join, make sure they're also listeners. Introduce them to the podcast first. That would be great for us. Because again, the reason the group has such a nice, warm, friendly feel is because it flows out of what we always try to make sure this show represents that the, the sound of the podcast, we've always said, is the sound of friendship. So the more familiar people are with the podcast, the better member of the group they'll be. So we encourage that. And also, if you uh, ask to join or if you send um, something to with one of your friends to get them to join, we won't 
approve them if they don't answer the questions within two weeks. We, ju- we just asked two quick questions there. That's just to make sure that you are a real person. And because we've had trouble before with bots and things or just people with ill intentions working their way into the group. Right. So, so if you've nominated friends to join, you should tell them you're doing that and introduce them to the podcast and let them know that they won't, they won't be accepted into the group uh, unless they answer, um, unless they answer those questions. But thanks for understanding. It's all to maintain the spirit of the Satellite Sisterhood. We're not trying to keep people out. We're just trying to make sure that we, uh, that sense of connection and community that we work so hard to nurture, that the, uh, that the Facebook group represents that well too. So that's that. Yes. Thank you, Liz. It's hard to decline people. It makes us feel bad, but yeah. that's what we have to do on the back end. We actually have to decline. And, you're, yeah. and yeah. that just makes us that's, feel bad. We like so, yeah, it's we like to accept, but we need you. We need you really to be listeners, to be real people, and to answer those questions. Great. Yeah. Yeah. This is big news. Now we have season three of Cooking with Liz. Really, an Ooh. unexpected breakout hit during the pandemic here. Yes. Um, yes. Liz, I mean, first of all, I just want to comment that your entire production values have really gone way up. I Thank mean, you, your your curve, your learning curve has been steep, and you have achieved it. I mean, last week. <laughs> I was impressed with the way the camera work that you were doing, the angles. I mean, you're really selling it. Your hair and makeup has gotten better on camera. I mean, a little of that goes a long way these days. Really, Liz, it's a delightful series. So congratulations. uh, Congratulations on your breakout hit. Well, I would say it was, you know, this is more of an accidental thing season one but then you know the response was good sister so i decided okay let's stick with it so season three as we all established last week was going to be claire tansy's vegetable chili because mm-hmm. over and over you've encouraged me to learn things that are staples don't try to learn some fancy things that you're going to make once in a blue moon learn like things that yeah yeah he like moussaka <laughs> season one moussaka i picked that and i pulled it off but i think you were right that maybe i could dial it back and just learn some staples so the vegetable chili was very fun to make i even got a chance to talk to claire tansy on instagram live she dropped in to my, one of the insta lives on at sat sisters so um so that was good and the improved production value thank you for noticing i you know i'm i i still want to look like i'm just at home but it did it did require a few things camera placement is really Ooh, key Liz, yeah. it was like a jujitsu live camera there work in episode <laughs> two when you had the camera like perched on top of your burners and you're talking and you're yes yeah yes. that was that was amazing yeah yes the only problem with that, Julie, is that when I looked at that afterwards, I could see that that shot over my shoulder into my dining room. If you looked carefully enough, you could see the pile of laundry on my dining room table. I know. I know. So. That. I, know. I wasn't going to mention that. Liz. OK, but so but what did you think of my performance of the actual assignment, which was making vegetable chili? Uh, what did okay. you think? I, it looked well, pretty I, good, huh? I think it looked pretty. I mean, again, your production value is so high that I wasn't even going to mention that 
I think you could have done a better job removing the white membranes from the red peppers. But then <laughs> once I saw that cheese knife that you were working with, in fact, I thought some of the vegetables looked like you had ripped them with your bare hands or perhaps your teeth. <laughs> your teeth. But I, I can't criticize it for you, Liz, because you were just selling it. Okay. You just, I mean, who cares what those, those, is the, the, the avocado looked particularly bad. I will. That, yeah, I, will again, I laughed out loud. I laughed again, out loud. Again, that that looked like some some bare hand work. There, just I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what. And of course, our mother Edna Dolan. Okay, she would have been taken a couple of turns in her grave yet again when you were using that silver her, her silver cocktail tray with the grilling tongs to pass the food out to your neighbor, your neighbor Deborah. But you, she would have given you points because it looked like I can't say it was polished, but it was buffed up. You had buffed up the silver yes. tray. Yeah. So yeah. good work on that, Liz. That's what I mean. You just. Uh, just tremendous work all the way. And the tub of, uh, can we talk about the tub of sour, uh, sour cream? Okay, let me set this up for the people that oh. haven't seen the video that I had promised that I would execute this recipe of Claire's with only one visit to the store. And at the store, I forgot to get sour cream, which is an important part of the garnish for chili. So I put out an APB to my friends, you know, the people who actually know my home address. Uh, like if anyone's going to the store and you could pick me up some sour cream, that would be great. So Saturday night, voila, the sour cream fairy stopped by and uh, there was a ding dong. Uh, somebody ran away. I went to the door. There was, in fact, a delivery of, of sour cream. But was that like the biggest honking <laughs> container of sour cream you ever saw in your life? That was commercial grade. It's e it was either commercial grade or you have some Russian friends because you know there is no one else that would eat that much sour cream but Russians. Liz, you oh. came to visit me twice in Moscow. Yes. You said you didn't know who dropped off the sour cream. I thought it's got to be a Russian because you would never <laughs> buy that size. Because Russians love sour cream. They put it on yes. everything, in everything. You can never have enough. Yeah. Uh, so that okay. was my theory. Okay. All right. That's a good theory. I'll have to look look back, see, see which of my Russian friends might have been responsible for that. Uh, I do have one confession to make, though, which Roberta and Becky, I think, both noted in the Facebook group. The good thing about doing these things live is that people can co comment in the moment. The reason I was using the, the mom's silver cocktail tray with my barbecue tongs to reach out to Deborah was that she, so that she could put her chili ball on the tray. I could pull it in and then fill it like with no touching. But so I did that and I brought her bowl in. I commented on the bowl. And then the first thing I did was pick up the bowl with my bare hands. Oh, I know. right. Yes. I know. So, I know. so I felt like, I mean, season three, you know, because one of my learnings from season two was the, you know, some food safety violations. The which chicken guys, hands. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken hands. So I was very conscious of food safety in season three. And I think I got all the way through it pretty well, except for the handling of Deborah's chili ball. So um, there you go. Uh, but other than that, um, 
I was very, I thought I was proud of what I could deliver under less than ideal circumstances. And, uh, and it was delicious. I ended up giving uh, Deborah and Bernard half of everything that would, that I cooked. As I mentioned last week, Bernard is a respiratory therapist um, here at the VA hospital in West LA. So you can imagine uh, there's some stress in that household right now and stress on his job. So, you know, whatever I can do to help the people that are on the front lines, I was happy to be able to do that. And, and they said they loved the chicken from, from last season. So, so here we go. So am I, this is the big question, Leon and Julie, uh, it's up to you. Is cooking with Liz renewed for a fourth season? Okay, this is where we have the dramatic pause, Leanne, and we just yeah. look at each other and we don't say anything like they do on every cooking show. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, take it away. Liz. You have yes. been renewed, Liz. Yes. yes. Yay! There will be more more cooking with Liz, but we had to make um, a last minute adjustment. Julie and I. Julie had cooked up an idea, and I expanded it, accepted it, and expanded it that what we wanted to push you towards was actually putting together a full meal that, you know, that is really when, you know, you're a good cook. It's sort of the fun part of cooking is meal planning and execution. Meal planning is fun. And then executing is, is really where you separate, uh, the cooks from the people who should just order takeout in terms of like putting two hot dishes, piping hot dishes out served with like a side salad sauce, something cold. We wanted you to execute a series of dishes simultaneously, but, but you know what, it was, it was a bold plan, but then we want to respect, um, what the guidelines were that were just announced yesterday in Los Angeles, our public health officials here who are doing a great job. And our mayor, Mayor Garcetti has asked us not to go to the store for two weeks. Like Mm -hmm. this is the week where, uh, new infections will spike. If, so if we can really limit our interactions, then we should do that to keep the number of new cases down. So we thought meal planning like that would require too many trips to the store. Yeah. So as what we'd like you to do, uh, is, to just work with what you have in your fridge like the rest uh-huh. of us. So respect <laughs> the public health guidelines and work okay. with what you got and your pantry, which I'm sure is stocked with. <laughs> Wait, we know you have sour cream. You've got basis. a lot of that. And you've got some chili pep powder. Yeah, right? that's true. Yes. That's true. A yeah. lot of chili powder. So, yes, I also saw that public health uh, announcement at the end of the day yesterday, sisters. And I thought, OK, if they if they don't want us to go to they specified right. don't go to grocery stores if you can possibly avoid it for the next two weeks. So I was like, OK, well, in the spirit of what's going on in the world, I am going to need to uh, shop from my fridge. So I haven't done a complete um tally of what's going on in there, but I can give you some highlights of what I could be working with. And then we'll put this into the Facebook group and you can uh, give me some suggestions about what I could make with this. As we've established, I have a lot of sour cream. Mm -hmm. So I was hoping not to eat that whole container of sour cream, but I do have sour cream. I have eggs. I always have plenty of eggs in the house. I have both milk and almond milk. I have Red peppers, carrots, zucchini, onion, garlic, pine nuts. So those are, and those are all fresh. So those are good. Frozen, I've got frozen kale. I've got uh, cubed sweet potatoes. But then I think the specialty items are what could make this a real challenge for you recipe people out there. Some specialty items that I happen to have on hand is I have not, I have 
a very large smoked salmon, which uh, oh, yes. oh, Liz, okay, yeah, okay. Leon, wow. Leon and Julie, you know that our brother Dick sends everyone in the family a a smoked <laughs> salmon Christmas <laughs> smoked salmon. Okay, it's okay, Julie. It's frozen. Okay. It's okay. Yeah, okay. it's still it's good. Frozen. It's frozen. It's okay. frozen. So well, I could so I could work with the smoked salmon. Uh, so there's that. I have a very large, like a gallon of artisanal maple syrup that somebody gave me as a gift for Christmas. I have not cr cracked open the maple syrup. And then I have, uh, here's a twist. I have two containers of Trader Joe's sauerkraut. <laughs> because I went, I went to a <laughs> seminar on, on the human biome. A couple of months ago, and you know how they're talking about how we should all eat more fermented foods. So on the way home from the class on the human buy home, I bought some sauerkraut, which is still in there. And, you know, sauerkraut pretty much keeps forever. So there you go. So smoked salmon, maple syrup, sauerkraut. <laughs> knock, knock yourselves out, people. What do you want me to do with it? Liz, someone out there has a recipe okay. that mm -hmm. can involve some of those things. Mm -hmm. The smoked mm -hmm. salmon is an exciting ingredient. Yeah. So good. I'm going to put on my, uh, and, and the, with sour cream, I mean, yeah. wow, that's yes. a winner. You, you've got yeah. some good things. You've got lots yeah. of fresh veggies. you got the eggs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And then I assume you have like flour, sugar. Do you have uh, some no. staples too? No. <laughs> okay. 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 I do not have any sugar. I have the flour left over from season one. Remember, my neighbor Paula brought me over some flour. So I would say I have like half a cup of flour. So okay. there's, okay. you know, if there That's need. Good. And I have lots of vinegars, very vinegars of all kinds. So here's okay. what I just here's what I decided to do for season okay. four. Yeah. Be, Tell us because your production it's a unique schedule. Because we got to move, move on. We got to move on. Yeah. Yes, I'm trying. So, um, Thursday at noon Pacific time, we're going to have the premiere of season four, and that will actually be a live tour of my refrigerator. So I'll just show you what's in there. And by the end of the day, Thursday, we'll make final decisions about what I'm cooking. And then Saturday at noon, I'll do uh, the mise en place episode, the cooking episode. And okay. Sunday at noon, I'll do the season finale. So there you go. But Thursday, noon Pacific time, we will be able to investigate all the possible ingredients for this challenge. There you go. The season four plan. And that platform is Facebook, Liz? That is in our Facebook group. Yes. Okay. I'm doing, Just... doing this all in the Facebook group. Great. Okay. Just well, Okay. That's exciting. So just like you, Liz is going to be cooking from her fridge and, mm -hmm. uh, and that'll be, that'll be great. I love that. It's interactive and I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. okay. And remember, as I've said, the whole theme here is if I can do it, you can do it. So let's all try to follow the rules and do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, you are. You're you're inspiring people. I mean, there were chickens and then there were chilies, Liz. Yeah. And, and mm -hmm. now there's going to be a sauerkraut and salmon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm, with a dollop of maple syrup. Yeah. Where, where are my Norwegians at? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, right. there you go. Let's move on to entertaining sisters. We have a couple of recommendations. Julie, you have a couple of TV shows you wanted two, to mention. Yeah, two I want to recommend. One I've seen and one our sister Monica recommends. The first one is called Baghdad Central. And this is, it's excellent. It's six parts. It's a story of a Baghdad ex-police inspector 
at this set in 2003. So at the time the U.S. troops were there. It's a thriller. It's got good female characters. It also has Corey Stoll in it. Do you remember him? He played the role of uh, Congre- Congressman Peter Russo in the House of Cards. Yeah. Very yes. good. Okay. He's in this too. It's a Western set in Baghdad. And Walid Zualter, who is the lead, is excellent. So I would recommend that. Baghdad Central is the name of it. And then Monica has a recommendation, Unorthodox, on Netflix. She says it's four parts, and the series follows a young woman brought up in an ultra-Orthodox community in Brooklyn's Williamsburg neighborhood who strikes out for Berlin, leaving behind an arranged marriage and her faith community. And Monica said Shira Haas, who is the star of this, is superb. So two recommendations, Baghdad Central and Unorthodox. Okay, Unorthodox. looks like Baghdad. Go ahead, Liz. I was going to say, Unorthodox has been recommended by so many of my friends, too, Julie. So I am definitely putting that on my list. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like Baghdad Central is on Hulu. That's, Hulu. That, yes, that's thank you, Leigh Hulu services. Yep, yep. great. Okay. Uh, I have a recommendation. The thing that, that is mainly keeping me sane is Lee and Dolan's playlists, the Satellite Sisters playlist on Spotify, I have been enjoying so much. It's just because we all need more music, less news, right? And exactly. so you've put together some just boffo playlists, Leon, and uh, some things, you know, because obviously I know you pretty well. So there are some some artistic choices that I expected, like if it's Lee and Dolan, you're going to get some talking heads. Uh, you're going to get, you're going to get some Natalie Merchant. Uh, you're going to get some next gen though, too. You're going to get some youngins like, uh, Haim or Haim, Haim, whatever. Uh, (laughs) you're you're going to get, you're going to get some Justin Bieber who's not normally in my rotation, but anyway, many, many, uh, good mixes, but the unexpected choice for me was I did not expect Lee and Dolan to be serving up some Cheryl Crow. Because you have not always been a Sheryl Crow fan. So I was very happy that you seem to be opening your aperture, as they say, and welcoming Sheryl Crow into your heart. It was just a small personal beef, Liz. Uh, <laughs> a resentment, a simmering resentment. That you yeah, I, I just was, I saw her many, many years ago in concert and she wasn't very nice to the audience. She was sort of dressing us down and shaming us. It was just a... You know, okay. before this was before her first album was even re- released. So we, it just, I've carried that a long time. But I think if anything, this pandemic is really, I'm, I'm trying to let go of some of those small personal beefs to be perfect. Because <laughs> they're stupid. Yes. I, they're stupid. She's a very <laughs> talented songwriter. And okay. I think it's time for me to forgive her for something she said 25 years ago. <laughs> and not even to, to just to be. To the audience. Boy, your heart just grew bigger, Liam. Just yes. <laughs> that's what that's what this time is all about. And then there was one LOL moment for me because Liam, you can explain like all the, the playlists you've done, but the one that you did that is the Sweetie Sisters playlist. So what's the concept there? These are songs that are in the book that you listened to while you were doing the book. What's the concept? So, yeah, I put together a list of songs. Some are specifically mentioned in the book. Others were just songs that I listened to while I was writing the book because the book is set in like three different time periods. Like I go through the decades in the book. So I had to kind of set the mood and do recall. And so, you know, I I wasn't sort of forgotten what 
the 90s was. So I was listening to 90s playlists and 70s playlists and uh, and then current day stuff. And, you know, the sisters would have graduated from college around the 2000 mark, 2005. So like what would have been big college songs then? So that was the inspiration. Okay, so it's really a fantastic um, playlist. But the, the choice that made me laugh out loud because it was, you know, clever and nuanced is if if it's Lee and Dolan, you're going to get Elvis Costello. You just know that, right, Julie? Yeah, you know, you, you know, you know, you always are going to get Elvis Costello. But what you get on the Sweeney Sisters playlist is every day I write the book. And that <laughs> made me laugh. When <laughs> that was nice work, that William. Very, very nice touch. So if you want to listen to Leon's playlists, I, I have a link in the show notes um, that will take you to Spotify, but it's very easy. Download the Spotify app to your phone. It's probably could very well already be there. And you just go there and you search on Satellite Sisters playlists and you'll see them come up. And Spotify is free. So we've gotten a couple of questions about that, uh, emails about that. It is free. But if you pay for Spotify premium, it means you won't get any ads. But you know, if you don't pay, if you're just doing the free service, you're going to get some ads. But that's okay. Because the playlists are free. And Leon did all this like tremendous, I would say mood elevating work for all of us. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's definitely worth learning how to to operate the Spotify to 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 listen to all this glorious music Leon has selected for us. Yes, this week I actually did a special playlist for Walking the Dog. So if you're out walking your dog and you need a playlist, I'd had a request for that. And so it's sort of an upbeat power pop playlist. Uh, just keeps you moving, keeps you and the dog happy. So mm-hmm. and I put Satellite Sisters in the names of all the playlists so that when you search on Spotify, you can just put in Satellite Sisters and then click playlists and those will pop up. So even though they're on my personal feed, it's a Satellite Sisters playlist. And our podcast is also it's at at Spotify if you're if you're looking for another platform to listen to our podcast on. So thanks, Liz. I have really enjoyed putting them together. Actually, it's a bright spot in my weekend. Next week I'm planning, I'm working on my next one. I'm I'm I like to do themes and I'm kind of inspired. So uh, I don't want to reveal what it is yet, but I'm working on it. See if I could put together another list. But there's Broadway, there's dance tunes, there's sort of quiet tunes, there's mm-hmm. walking the dog, there's the Sweeney sisters, a bunch of playlists. Mm-hmm. So thanks. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying putting them together. Yes. Yep. Really enjoying it. And then we were going to there was a, a Hamilton note that you had, Leon. Um, that we want just a shout out to the cast of Hamilton. Yeah, I mean, but you you were talking about wanting to sing at home. What's that? I yes. already, I, yeah. Oh, I thought I we skipped. I thought is. I thought we skipped over the thing at, at the top that you were going to mention. Everyone oh. has seen the what is it? The John Krasinski video. The yeah. what's it called? Like good news, some good news. Yeah. SGN, some good news. You see, there's a live performance by the cast of uh, Hamilton that comes in about ten minutes into that, and that little girl just looks so totally amazed. So, thank you for sharing that. So, I wanted to also notice that I uh, also mention that the cast of Hamilton is doing a live sing along on YouTube on Friday night, April 10th. So that's this Friday, live at 8 p.m. sharp. Eastern time, we'll have the link to the YouTube um, uh, in our show notes, but I'm sure you'll be able to find it uh, everywhere. But I just, and it's the hashtag is ham at home. So it's the ham at home sing along with the entire Broadway 
cast. So wow. there you go, people. If you're wondering about what to do Friday night, boom, solved your problem. Thank you once again to the cast of Hamilton. <laughs> Okay. Uh, who long show here. So we're going to wrap it up. First, we want to wish everybody who's celebrating uh, this week is Passover. And then we have Easter this weekend. It's, you know, it's a kind of a tricky holiday to celebrate. People won't be gathering in churches. Uh, they may be gathering on Zooms, but we hope you find a way to, um, to celebrate if that's, if that's in your t- tradition. Uh, a friend of mine, Robin, a friend of ours, Robin sent along this note. Uh, apparently this was a Facebook post that went viral from a rabbi in Boston, Rabbi Susan Fendrick. And she she wrote of Passover, she said, you're allowed to have a Shavak Seder. I'm probably not pronouncing that right because it's a (laughs) Yiddish word for mediocre, okay? And I just love that concept. The rabbi wrote, you don't need to set up a multimedia, multi-layered presentation on Zoom. You don't need to cook 17 dishes that remind you of all the family members you're not gathering with. But she wrote, we can gather however we're able, which I love. And we can insist. Yeah. And we can insist that the perfect not be the enemy of the festive. So uh, that's what I would say to that. Um, We would like to thank Sergio Enriquez for making this show possible. We can't see you, Sergio, but know that we thank you for connecting us and uh, for making the show sound great. Uh, All right. uh, Our to-do list. Boy, I didn't even think of one this week. So, Jewel, what's on your to-do list? You know what what I'm going to do? I am going to make with my grandchildren a rainbow and stick it in my window. Have you seen those? Are those around in LA? Yes. Yes. I think that is good cheer, good hope. Just draw a rainbow, put it in your window. That's what I'm doing. All right. Well, my... Mine is more of a not to do. I decided um, to lay off the vino all week this week. <laughs> that seemed, like that would be, that's what I'm going to do this week until, you know, Saturday night. Uh, but like all week, I just felt like hmm, I, I should probably go a week with, yeah, with no, no drinking home alone. That would probably be, that would probably be a good thing. So that's what I'm doing. Okay. Let's just pour yourself a, sup- a cup of sauerkraut juice and you're going to enjoy that. It's going to be good. Be good. <laughs> All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. Sisters, have a great week. You, you too, too Leon. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.